affirmative action. Mr. Reagan. Last week, the Supreme Court ruled that affirmative action is unconstitutional and that universities are no longer allowed to impose racial quotas or to consider race in their application processes. Just a little while ago, the Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell speaking on behalf of many Republicans, saying in part that the decision, quote, is a, quote, long overdue step towards ensuring equal protection under the law. For decades, the court turned a blind eye as higher education prioritized illegal social engineering over merit. Today's rulings make clear that colleges may not continue discriminating against bright and ambitious students based on the color of their skin. Most Americans agree that racial discrimination should play no part in the college admissions process. Now that the court has reaffirmed that common sense position, students can get a fair shot at college and the American dream on their merits. The Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley also weighing in, saying the world admires America because we value freedom and opportunity. SCOTUS reaffirmed those values today. Picking winners and losers based on race is fundamentally wrong. And we should point out more broadly, CBS News has polled on the question of affirmative action and race-based college admissions. 53% of Americans in the CBS poll support continuing affirmative action as a policy. But just 30% of Americans in our recent CBS poll believe that college that colleges and universities should be allowed to use race as a consideration in admissions. So public opinion today, at least, reflected in that Supreme Court decision. The Supreme Court doesn't account for public opinion, or at least it says it doesn't. Uh, but it is important to point out that, at least in our recent polling, most Americans agree with what the court did today. Finally, I have been advocating for this since I was 13 years old. Why? Because affirmative action is in itself a racist policy, and it's actually bad for black people. I'll explain this in one moment. First, I have to sell you something. The US dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 1970s when the dollar decoupled from gold, and the government seems bent on continuing this tradition. From now until after the next election, the government can print as much money as they want. The last time they did that, inflation went up 9%. This means one thing. The security of your future and your family's future is all in your hands. Make sure you freeze the value of the wealth that you're currently holding. Invest in gold with Noble Gold Investments. Gold is one asset that has proven to withstand recession, inflation, and just about all economic threats. Noble Gold Investments is here to help you if you want to invest in gold. You also get a 24 karat 1 4 ounce gold standard coin for free. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com right now, noblegoldinvestments.com, the only gold company that I trust. Now, I used to argue that affirmative action is racist because it assumes that black people can't make it on their own. They're too weak to succeed in our white society. It assumes that because black people are inferior, they need a little help. Oh, do you want to be a doctor? Well, you're black, so you're obviously not smart enough to do that. So we're just going to help you out a little bit here. It's insulting. But that's a little disingenuous, if I'm honest, because the actual argument is that society has these built in biases that somehow prohibit black Americans from becoming doctors or engineers or whatever. Now, this is, of course, absurd. And I'll bust this myth here in just one minute. But what's funny is that a prominent leftist activist on Twitter after the Supreme Court ruling, she posted this. Today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on black people. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system, which is exactly why affirmative action-based programs were needed. Today's decision is a travesty. 
Now, I'd like to be generous and assume that she means because society is just so darn racist that these poor black folks can't succeed. But she didn't write that. And society is not racist against black people. So it really seems like what she means is that black people cannot succeed because they're not smart enough or tough enough or skilled enough or whatever it is. She specifically says no black person will be able to succeed like black people are genetically incapable of success. It's bizarre. Now, nobody really knows who this chick is. She's been investigated many times by conservatives. Some people think that she's a conservative troll pretending to be a leftist. Other people think that she's like a paid leftist shill. And I'm going to do a video on that at some other point in the future. Uh, there are, in fact, paid leftists on Twitter. So she might be one of those. But the but the point is, it's, it's really hard to know who this chick is. She does post a lot of stuff that's very, very pro left. Some people at this point are convinced that she is a conservative troll and she's just been playing the long game for a long time. But yeah, most of the stuff that she posts is pretty mainstream. It's radical. It's extreme. But it's at this point, it's very mainstream Democrat talking points. So it seems like she's the real deal, not in terms of, you know, her profile picture or anything like that. But she does seem to be a genuine leftist. Now, naturally, she got a lot of blowback from posting this. Most people are saying essentially that, uh, you know, this this chick is exposing what Democrats really think about black people. And I tend to agree with that. Democrats are honestly ridiculous. And look, we like to call Democrats stupid. We like to call them evil. But the truth is that they are a mix. You, you know, there are the evil politicians and then there are the absurd, absurdly gullible voters. And there's also the selfish special interest groups and basically anybody on welfare, anyone who benefits from the corrupt Democrats who bribe them. And this whole patchwork quilt of the Democrat Party, it's it's just a real mess of idiocy and degeneracy. The idea of affirmative action is that society is racist. And therefore, it makes it very difficult or even impossible for minorities and in particular black Americans to succeed. And therefore, we must impose a requirement to universities and businesses to bring in a certain number of black Americans despite their qualifications. This is also true about women, by the way. But for now, we're just going to stick to the race thing for the purposes of this video. This artificial injection of black participation was in the minds of many people necessary in a more racist time in America. Personally, I believe that things would have sorted themselves out actually better without the intervention of government. So I don't think affirmative action was ever necessary or even helpful. But look, whether it was helpful or not, there are two major problems with affirmative action today. Firstly, America is not racist anymore, at least not against black Americans. I maintain, I've said this many times, that our society is now very prejudiced against straight white men. But that's a topic for another video. But with regard to racism against blacks in America, we have a cultural ethic against racism in America. That is, you are considered a bad person if you're white and you are racist in America. And this is true if you're racist against any non-white race, but it's particularly true if you're racist against uh, black people. That's just the one that people seem to care about the most in America. And when you have a non-racist society that unfairly favors a particular race on the false premise that they're marginalized and there's bias against them, you're actually being racist because as a society, the only fair way to assess people that you don't know is on merit, qualifications, experience, etc. If we want to be a truly non-racist society, race should never be a factor. So affirmative action is, in reality, a racist policy. John Stossel did the best job of illustrating this many years ago when he broadcast his episode about the racist bake sale. This week in a Manhattan mall, I held a bake sale, a racist bake sale. We have different prices here. 
If you're Asian, a buck fifty. If you're white, a buck. If you're Latino or black, 50 cents. But there is a much bigger problem with affirmative action that nobody ever seems to bring up, and I'm not sure why, because it's a very serious problem. And that's the problem of underqualified professionals. That is, affirmative action reduces the quality of the members of a particular profession by, by forcing institutions to accept applicants who are not necessarily of the highest quality. And this is a problem particularly for black, excellent professionals, people at the top of their field, experts, because we know that affirmative action exists. So if you tell me that all the white and all the Asian students that go to a particular university engineering program, let's say, you tell me that they're the best applicants in the country. And if you then tell me that this engineering firm hired the very best of those students who graduated, well, then I'm going to say, fantastic, I want to work with that firm. I want them to design my bridge or my skyscraper or my airplane or whatever it is. But then if you tell me all the black students at the same school were chosen because they were black and not because they were necessarily the best. And if you then tell me that some of those black students were hired by the same firm, again, not because they were the best students at the school, but because they were black. Well, Nobody in their right mind would want to get stuck working with one of the black engineers. And that's not because of racism. That's not an aversion to black people. It's simply common sense. You want to work with the best people. You don't want to work with inferior professionals whose achievements are due not to skill or quality or intelligence, not to expertise or experience, but to favoritism and racial bias. And that's not to say that all black professionals who have benefited from affirmative action are inferior to their white or Asian counterparts. Indeed, there are many black professionals that are some of the best in their profession. And yet there is no way of knowing that there's no good way to know if this black guy who graduated from Harvard and was hired at the top company here deserves the prestigious degree. He deserves the prestigious position that he's got or if he was massively assisted by affirmative action. There's just no way of knowing how, how can you know? Let me put it this way. If you line up a row of beautiful, delicious Snickers bars and you say, these are all Snickers bars. You can have any one of them. They're all Snickers bars. And then you line up another row of Snickers bars and you say, now half of these are Snickers bars and half of these are human turds covered in chocolate. And then you're told, pick one of these Snickers bars from one of the rows. Which row are you going to choose from? You're going to choose from the first row. Obviously, of course everybody's going to pick from the first row. Only a lunatic would eat from the second row. Maybe Steve-O from Jackass would choose row two, but he's the only person. And in the same way, it makes no sense to hire a black professional in a field in which black students and professionals have benefited from affirmative action. You just don't know if the qualifications are real or if their entire lives, they've been graded on a curve. If you hire a white professional or an Asian professional, you know that guy's got to be good. He was given no favors. And so this doesn't equate to racism. It doesn't cause bigotry, but it does create a natural and rational discrimination. It's rational discrimination. You're discriminating based on qualifications. And so who does that hurt the most? It hurts the black professional who is truly qualified because this kind of brilliant professional who deserves all the respect in the world, his expertise will always be questioned. Affirmative action puts truly gifted black professionals in a position where their expertise is never entirely trusted. And that is absolutely shameful. Now, some people out there are going to dismiss the logic that I've presented to you just now. They're going to say, no, 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 no. All black professionals are experts and brilliant and deserve to be respected. You're just saying all this because you're a racist. And to this, I say, no, no, I that's wrong. 
I am not a racist. I am not a racist at all. And I'm going to present proof of my non-racistness by saying this. I have a black friend. And, and let me just quickly make a side note here. For, for many years now, this statement has been ridiculed as insufficient proof of non-racistness, right? Black comedians in particular, they like to poke fun of this particular piece of evidence. Oh, what, what are you going to tell me? You got a black friend and so you think that means you're not a racist? Uh, yeah, that's exactly what that means. I mean, how could you be a racist if you have black friends? It does not make any sense. So that's my evidence. That's my evidence for my own non-racistness. And I honestly do not care if that seems insufficient to race baiting leftist degenerates. I'm sorry. If you have a black friend, you are not a racist. You're not racist against black people. And the fact that we pretend as a society that white people having black friends is not at all any kind of an indication of their lack of racism. Well, that is one of the most absurd and stupid things about our culture today. And it's an indication of just how willing we are to believe absolute nonsense in order to be perceived as being an ally against racism. This is what happens when white people, as leftists demand, just be quiet and listen. We end up accepting stupid ideas like this one. Anyway, this is not a video about absurd racial ideas that our society has accepted out of cowardice. No, this is a video about the failed experiment called affirmative action. Look, affirmative action is an irrational policy championed by irrational people, mostly feminists who have a distorted view of history, a distorted view of culture, a distorted view of race and society. And I think a lot of white people fall into this trap of, you know, wanting to help black people because they feel guilty. We used to call this white guilt, a completely irrational feeling of guilt because we see poor black people and we think oh, that's not fair. We had slavery. And so, you know, we have to make up for that historical injustice. But the truth is black people around the world were never really very impressive as a group. And that probably sounds super racist to most people. But that's true. When the Portuguese first encountered sub-Saharan Africans, the people that we call black, Black Africans had not developed at all in tens of thousands of years. They had not developed any kind of advanced government systems. They had not developed at all technologically. They had not yet developed techniques for boiling water. They hadn't developed the wheel until Europeans encountered black Africans. Africans still used what we would call Paleolithic technology. So the idea that black people have been held back by white Europeans that is absurd. I mean, we could debate the merits of the primitive lifestyle or culture. We can speculate about how African tribes would have developed independently without ever encountering Europeans. But there is no debating the technological and cultural superiority of white Europeans, tens of thousands of years more advanced than black Africans by the 14th century at the time the Europeans first encountered them. The slave trade actually massively benefited black African families in the long run because it was that practice that initiated the integration of black Africans into Western civilization. So although I understand the sympathy people have for those slaves who were poorly treated by their European masters and not all black African slaves were treated poorly, I must add, but I understand that sympathy. But that sympathy surely cannot be applied to the descendants of those slaves who enjoy all the same freedoms as white Americans, as well as the benefit of cultural favoritism, which in spite of the left's cries about the specter of systemic racism, the reality is that black Americans are favored in our culture and to a massive degree. If you add up all the benefits from 50 years of affirmative action, the cultural favoritism, the billions spent by white people on black specific charities, the money the US government has spent on things like historically black universities, money 
allocated specifically for the benefit of black Americans. I don't know how you could be black in America today and not succeed. The justification for affirmative action assumes that there are black Americans who have fantastic potential. And the only reason that they don't succeed is that racism has excluded them from the circumstances that would facilitate such success. But since about the 1980s, this just hasn't been true. I mean, this theory is convincing because we did have large scale regional racism in America at certain points in history. And perhaps more importantly, it's also very convincing because some people with great potential are sometimes excluded from those circumstances which would easily facilitate their success. That does happen. That's a thing that happens in the world, of course. But it doesn't just happen to black people. Most of the time it happens to white people or really anyone who has great potential, but maybe grows up poor or in a crappy family or maybe in just the wrong place or whatever. Lots of things can derail a person with great potential. And so when you have this phenomenon of people not succeeding in spite of great potential, it's an easy trick to apply that phenomenon to situations where it doesn't actually exist. I mean, if you talk to anybody who's failed at anything, it's very likely that they're going to present you with all the circumstances around their failure. And they're going to claim that it's these circumstances that caused the failure. And look, you know, it's just much prettier to say black Americans are disproportionately poor due to racism. That's a much prettier, much easier thing to say than to say, you know, Black people are disproportionately poor because as a group on average, they have not worked hard enough in school or their culture in some way rewards criminality or poorly spoken English or drug use or drinking or partying or laziness or narcissism or a bad attitude or even just a cavalier attitude. That is a very ugly proposition. And so nobody wants to say that. But sometimes the truth is ugly. And so leftists like to pretend that 99% of black Americans are these super geniuses and that the only reason they've not been able to succeed is because of systemic racism. But come on, you're telling me that these people who are tens of thousands of years behind Europeans technologically and culturally, well, they're all secretly geniuses. I mean, this is just not true. Most black people are not that smart. Most black people are not that skilled. Most black people aren't as impressive as they need to be for affirmative action to be the success that leftists dreamed it could be. And that's not to say that some black people aren't phenomenally impressive, but it's the same with white people. Most white people are just not that impressive. Most of us are ordinary people. Sure, we like to believe that we're amazing, but most of us in most ways are average at best. But all right, you know what? Let's get super provocative. I'll wade into those waters. I would actually say that white people, if I'm perfectly honest, if I'm totally objective, percentage wise, I think white people got everybody else beat in terms of accomplishments, skills, success, in terms of percentage of high level, impressive people. I think white people win. I think there are more potentially high achieving white people than people from any other group. And you probably think that this is a biased statement because I'm white myself, but I don't really think about that. I mean, I do not consider in any way the success of white people to be reflective of myself. The truth that a lot of people don't realize is that white people, we do not associate our value with our race at all. I don't think I'm impressive because I'm white and Edison was also white and Beethoven was white and Werner von Braun was white and Einstein was white and Lincoln was white and Copernicus and Da Vinci and you know, Carl Benz and Churchill and Rembrandt and, you know, James Cook, Elon Musk, Ronald Reagan, you know, all these people were white. 
But the accomplishments of these people have nothing to do with me. We're both white, so what? If I want to be recognized as a great man, I still have to be impressive myself. I mean, look, my family tree isn't all that impressive. We have not accomplished all that much. We were all poor farmers and coal miners, stuff like that. So even if I wanted to somehow take credit for the accomplishments of my ancestors, none of the great inventors or musicians or artists of history are in my family tree. I'm not directly descended from any of those people. And that's fine, because you know what? The group you're born into does not matter. Who cares if black people as a whole have not done that much? Many black people are very impressive both in terms of being a solidly good person and also by the objective metrics of financial success, skills, or accomplishments. The group doesn't matter. You matter. The individual matters. I don't care that my family tree is not impressive. That does not define me. That does not define my potential. It doesn't define how good of a person I am or how successful I can become. And similarly, a person's race does not define them. Never limit yourself by the accomplishments of some group you're born into. That is absurd. Our society is constantly trying to elevate black people as these amazing people, you know, who've done all these amazing things and who should be proud of their heritage and their culture. And all of that is nonsense. In reality, black people are just not that impressive. That's the truth. So we shouldn't be lying about that. We should be saying, who cares where you come from? America is about being amazing no matter where you come from. Don't pretend to be amazing because of your race or because of your family or because of where you're from. Be awesome because of you. Well, that's it for me. And remember, it's not that liberal friends are ignorant. It's just they know so much that is not so. Good night. I am eternally optimistic. And I happen to believe that we've made great progress from the days when I was young and when this country didn't even know it had a racial problem. The goal for all of us should be that one day things will be done neither because of nor in spite of any of the differences between us.